Welcome to Animals to the Max. I'm your host, Corbin Maxey. This show is about animals and the people who dedicate their lives to them. And welcome everybody to another episode of Animals to the Max. I'm your host, Corbin Maxey. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the show. Okay, you guys, I'm not going to lie. It is a crazy time. It is a scary time for a lot of us around the world. I think almost everyone, um, I don't think there's anyone listening that has not been affected by the coronavirus. It's crazy. A lot of us are under lockdown. Currently, I'm I'm in Idaho and we're under a mandatory three-week lockdown, um, kind of a self-quarantine thing. I mean, just all around the world, um, people are just being affected by this awful virus. And, you know, it's so easy to be negative during this time. It's so easy to turn on the news and just feel just like, oh, just feel just like there's no hope. And, you know, with this show, I want to continue to bring positive people on. I want to continue to remind people that, you know what, there is light at the end of this tunnel. I know we're all going through some crazy, crazy things right now. And I know some of us have lost our jobs. I know some of us don't know when the next paycheck's going to come. I mean, a lot of people are like that. A lot of us are just really down right now. And, you know, some of us have, you know, businesses that are failing. I mean, everyone's just affected by this. And I want you to know that it's going to be okay. We're going to get through it together. We're all in the same boat, and I will continue to be here as a host, as a friend. I feel like you guys are all my friends, those that listen, of course, to the show. And I just want to continue to bring you great content. So today, we are going to talk with an awesome guest. Her name is Andy Haugen, and she is actually an animal trainer, an educator, and zookeeper at the Cincinnati Zoo. She's actually a cat trainer, and um, she has an awesome Instagram. That's actually how I found her. Her Instagram handle is Andy underscore Panda. Anyway, she puts out a lot of great content, and she started doing these things where she was doing Instagram lives with the animals at the Cincinnati Zoo because, you know, the zoo shut down and she actually took a porcupine. You'll hear her talk about this in the in the interview, but she took an African crested porcupine and they walked it over to the manatee exhibit. And I thought, oh my goodness, this is incredible. Like zoos are taking the opportunity now that guests, you know, are not inside the zoo because the zoo's closed due to the coronavirus. They're using this as an opportunity to enrich some of their animals. Otherwise they wouldn't be able to do things like this with guests in the park. So I wanted to really talk to her about what, you know, top zoos like the Cincinnati Zoo and what zoos around the country are currently doing during this coronavirus scare. You know, a lot of you have messaged me who want to work in the animal care field, or maybe, you know, you are a part-time keeper. Some of you've lost your jobs and you're scared. And this interview is for you. Andy has some great messages of encouragement. And I hope you enjoy just kind of kind of just enjoy listening to what zoos like the Cincinnati Zoo are doing during this crazy time. Um, I really think you're going to enjoy it. And I also included links in the show notes to where if you want to, you know, watch the, you know, the zoo's Facebook lives or watch these Instagram lives, you can to kind of help take your mind off of the coronavirus and all the crazy news. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Before we get started, please make sure if you haven't already to follow me on my social channels at Corbin Maxi on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also follow me on TikTok. <laughs> that is, that's right, you guys. I'm on TikTok. Actually, my following's growing. I'm nearing, I think we're almost at 2,000 followers. So make sure to follow me there. There's some pretty funny videos if you also want to take your mind off some crazy coronavirus stuff. Also, leave a review. If you leave a review, it helps kind of get the show out there. And I love 
love hearing from you. I love feedback. It's like, it gives me life when I hear from people who listen to the show from around the world. It's like, oh my gosh, you're listening. And I just looked at the podcast statistics and one of the top countries that people listen to the show in is in the Philippines. So hello, hello everyone in the Philippines. Thank you for listening to Animals to the Max. I just, ah, oh, just blows my mind. It's so cool. So anyway, with that said, I hope you enjoy Today's show, please welcome Andy Haugen from the Cincinnati Zoo. I am so excited today. I am joined by Andy Haugen from the Cincinnati Zoo. Andy, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing so good. I actually almost called you Andy Panda because that is your Instagram (laughs) handle. Yes. Like, I've been called Andy Panda my whole life, so that would have totally been acceptable. <laughs> I, you know, really quick, just want to give your Instagram a plug. It's one of my favorite accounts to follow, and I'm not blowing smoke. <laughs> well, thanks. I appreciate that. I've, I've gotten a lot of uh, new followers recently, and it's really cool being able to share my story and all the cool stuff that we're doing at the zoo with everybody from all over the place. So it's, I, I love doing social media and Instagram and stuff like that, because that's really the way that we can you know, connect with people that can't necessarily make it to the zoo or make it to Cincinnati. So I I definitely love it and appreciate it. (laughs) Absolutely. And let me give you your full title. You're at the Cincinnati Zoo. You're an animal trainer, an educator, and a zookeeper, and you're a cat trainer in the Animal Ambassador Program? Yeah, it's uh, specifically the Cat Ambassador Program. So that's been going on for about 30 years um, at the Cincinnati Zoo. We're kind of the first ones that um, figured out how to raise most cats as ambassadors. uh, But specifically cheetahs, and we figured out how we could uh, run them um, for educational programs. So people um, that are wanting to look to, you know, have a running program at their zoo with cheetahs will come from to us and learn from us. It's kind of like the, the capital for cheetahs in the United States is what we like to call it, <laughs> you know. So it's definitely one of the dream places to work. Um, we have a lot of different ambassador departments um, at the Cincinnati Zoo. Um, we have like an interpretive collection. We have a Um, bird encounter program and we have you know zoo to you like all these different facets um but mine is specifically the cats with uh, other assorted animals but mostly cats (laughs) you know what it's not fair because you're you're around cheetahs all day so it's like your handle is so good on instagram because you deal with cheetah and dogs i'm like this is not a fair fight (laughs) like you have (laughs) that's awesome okay so Really quick, and we're actually, and listeners, we're going to have, we're, this is going to be a two-part episode, so I'm going to basically talk to Andy today about what the zoo is doing regarding the coronavirus and what zoos around the country, especially AZA-accredited facilities are doing around the country regarding this crazy coronavirus, and then we're going to have a second episode where I talked about Andy and her awesome career with animals because it is amazing, and so anyway, so that's kind of what's going to go on. Um yeah, so I mean, let's just, I, I guess to jump into it, Andy, the reason why I wanted to ask you to come on the show is because, you know, currently you're, you know, we're dealing with the coronavirus, zoos are, are closed, everything's shutting down, and you started doing these amazing, like, Facebook Lives, Instagram Lives, and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to get her on the show. So let's just talk about what's going on right now. Yeah, so um, a little over uh, two weeks ago, our zoo officially closed to the public um, with fears of the coronavirus and um that's been really hard for us our zoos the main source of revenue for them is getting people through the doors and into the gates and into the park um so it's been kind of crazy for us we've had to 
set up an emergency contingency financial plan, which is above my pay grade, <laughs> but everybody else is up there doing that. The stuff that's um, affecting me day to day is the care for the animals. So only essential personnel and full-time personnel are um, allowed to work at the zoo right now. Um, we've actually separated, every department has separated into two different teams, at least two. So we never overlap. Um, so there's uh, two other trainers in my department that are working opposite of me. And we go for a whole week uh, with never seeing each other. We're working longer hours, um, less staff. Yesterday, we had to let go all of our seasonal, part-time, volunteer, intern, everybody that really helps to make our Zoom function and run um, because of fear of spreading the disease. Uh having the larger buffer of people that could be affected coming into the zoo and infecting the full-time staff. Um, and then also because of financial reasons, we can't afford to keep all these people on, unfortunately, which has just been really, really hard for us. Um, so we're kind of taking it day by day. Um, I just finished my uh, four-day shift today. So now I'll be off for the next three days to get some time to hopefully recoup and reassess and see how we're doing after this oh my gosh i feel so bad for asking you to do an interview after four straight days of crazy work no see and... here's the thing i'm it's, it's all fresh in my mind i'm already i'm all still in the work mode so tomorrow is when i'm just gonna sleep in and not do anything <laughs> <laughs> that, well thank god you're an essential employee at the zoo like you know full time but i'm just so i feel and this is i had someone um um, someone reached out to me on Facebook, well, actually multiple keepers who were like terrified yeah. because they're part time and they're, yeah. they're like, what are we going to do? Yeah, it's really, it really sucks for all of our, and that's, and that's the thing too, is a lot of people to get into this field, you have to do a lot of that seasonal work, a lot of that part time work and people will move like across the country. They'll move places for these jobs just so that they can get an in, in the, in the field and get to work with people. So like, Having that just pulled out under the rug from you, I like can't imagine. I, I know it's this has been hard for me, but I'm so thankful that I have job security right now and that I am considered essential to the day-to-day -day operations of the zoo because I don't know what I would be doing if I was in that situation. It's It's got to be really, really hard for them, and I definitely feel for them, and I wish we had them back because I already miss them. So. Yeah, I mean, everyone is important at a zoo. I remember having... Um... I hate to name drop, but I have to. Jack Hanna. You know Jack, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I had yeah, Jack. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you know yeah. Jack, but I loved his philosophy. He's talking about everyone's important at the zoo, from the janitorial yeah. staff to the volunteers to concessions to the keepers to yep. the, you know, the PR people like, hey, Angela. Um, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 everyone's essential, and I'm really happy you brought that up. Yeah, it's been hard. We're doing this whole thing right now at Cincinnati where we're reassessing because a lot of our full-time staff is not necessarily animal care. So people like Angela in PR, um, in other areas, we're going to have to give them additional duties just to help out with our day-to-day. -day. So we're going to be pulling in these people that have the job security by being full-time at the zoo. Um, we're going to be pulling them in to help with horticulture, helping us to maintain our gardens. We're going to pull them in to help us with animal care because we just cannot function for maybe for a week or two. But we don't know how long this is going to go. 
so we have to set something up where we can have the support that we need to give the animals the quality care that they need. And doing that is going to be training all these people that are here at the zoo uh, to be helping us out. It's going to get some scrubbing, some drains, cleaning up some animal poop, you know, <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of that that needs to happen. So we're going to do what we can. <laughs> I love that. And I do want to point out that you're not saying that the animal care has been, I mean, the animal care is still exceptional. It's still top notch. The animals aren't suffering from this. It's just. No, 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 no. We're, we're setting this up now to prepare ourselves if, slash when one of our keepers gets sick, right? So we're setting this up so that we can have backups. We can have more people so that we could improve animal care, right? So we can still take our animals on walks around the zoo. Um, so we're able to do that. Now, the baseline animal care, when it comes to daily husbandry, feeding, enrichment, exercise, all the animals are still getting those needs met for sure. We're trying to improve that by pulling in these resources from areas that we've never had to do before to make it better than what they already get right now, which is still great. They're still the animals. I honestly, I guess I've had a lot of people ask me how the animals are doing and I'm like, they're fine. Like they're just living life, you know, at the zoo. Maybe they're just a little confused because they don't see people around, but we've been able to take animals on walks to areas they've never been. We took our uh, porcupine to the manatee building. <laughs> and he just got to like walk around in the manatee building, um, which we never could do if the zoo was open. Um, we walked one of our cheetahs by uh, Saya the rhino the other day, you know? Yeah, just, you know, fun, interesting stuff for the animals. It's, it's different. It's a change of pace. I mean, it's definitely some cool enrichment for them too, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I saw that IGTV with the porcupine and the manatee. Yeah. First of all, yeah. beautiful exhibit with the manatee. I've never been to the Cincinnati oh, yeah. zoo and I oh, was, man, that needs to change. <laughs> I, it has to change. Cause I literally saw the manatee exhibit and was just like, Oh, it's just beautiful. Yeah. And Ellen, and you're walking this African crested porcupine named what was, was it? Quilliam? Quilliam. Quilliam, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Quilliam must be a popular yeah. name. I've worked with a, a North American porcupine named Quilliam at the Turtleback Zoo. So. Oh yeah. I think it's, I think the punny names are always good with, uh, with zookeeper. <laughs> right. <laughs> Although my favorite, one of my favorite names we have for one of the animals that I work with is our Red River Hog. And his name is Sir Francis Bacon. So <laughs> that's pretty great. <laughs> yes. And go to, go to um, Andy's Instagram. It's Andy Panda, correct? Uh, the Instagram Andy handle. underscore Panda. Underscore yeah, Panda. Yeah. And I'll, I'll include the links in the show notes. Everyone needs to follow you because it's just awesome. And, and I saw Sir, Fr Sir Francis Bacon on that, uh, on your feed. Yeah. So. Yesterday uh, I took him on a walk through our um, Africa um, habitat. So he went and he saw uh, the painted dogs, which <gasps> were very interested in him oh um, of course yep he, he looks delicious yeah exactly he walked by the meerkats who were all like alerting and stuttering <laughs> at him it was really funny and then we actually made it all the way to fiona and she oh. was sleeping with Phoebe, and then she saw him and she woke up and she started like breaching and like puffing at the top of the water and scared francis he was like bye <laughs> i'm leaving now <laughs> oh my gosh. And of course you're talking about Fiona, the famous social media. The famous hippo. I even have a big cutout of her here. Isn't oh that my fun? God. I want that. <laughs> I need that in my life. I love, I'm a, hippos are my favorite animal. God knows. Oh man. I have no idea. I, I love hippos. Yeah. She is, she is quite the character. She's obviously, I, we like to describe her as like, I don't know if you're, you've watched Parks and Rec, but 
she's kind of like the little Sebastian of Cincinnati. Okay, <laughs> like, okay. I'll have to watch Parks and Rec, but I'll, now I'll okay, get it. Okay, so everyone who's watched it will definitely get the reference. But basically, it's just this mascot for the city that if you're outside of Cincinnati <laughs> and outside of the community, you're kind of like, what? Like this hippo? It's everywhere. It's in ice cream. It's the thing. Like, you don't really understand it. But like, if you're in the community, you're upset. I I have to give it to the Cincinnati Zoo. Their social media team is phenomenal. And I I would say, would you say they're probably leading one of the leading forces who who really took advantage of social media and, you know, with Fiona. And I just think, I think it's great. Oh, definitely. I think our PR team is really great in um, getting out quality content that is educating people about the great work that zoos are doing. Uh Um, But also just showing like, really happy things you know there's a lot of negativity in the world these days and a lot of people are reaching for something that's going to make them smile and pr does a great job of you know giving out the informative content but also just showing really cute videos like fiona you know eating a watermelon or chris and remus cuddling on one of our overnights you know like it's it's things like that that I think really engage people, but then they want to learn more, right? They want to learn more about these animals. They want to see why is there a cheetah with a dog? Like, and so I think PR is really great at balancing that line of engaging and education. Um, and I'm really thankful that I work for a zoo that is so transparent and open. Um, they're great about having us keepers always send them content. They um, have us do you know, Instagram takeovers and Facebook lives, which has been really great. That's what we've been doing um, ever since the zoo shut down. Um, Like I said, because we are, that's our main source of fundraising and money is getting people in the doors and we don't have that. We're, we're struggling. So uh, the Facebook lives, we've been asking people to donate during our Facebook lives um, for the quality animal care that we're doing and to keep the zoo running and functioning as we need to, um, to get through this. So we've been doing these Facebook lives every afternoon at three o'clock and they're about 15 to 20 minutes. Yep. And um, we have, we're featuring all animals all over the zoo, a different one every day, um, talking about them, getting some cool behind the scenes stuff and see how they're doing and it's what's also really great is we're able to um, engage with people too so we're asked since it's alive we can people can ask questions we can respond right back to them um it's been really great for people that have kids that are stuck at home um it's something they can put on their schedule every day you know they can be there and there's always an activity at the end so our education department is working um to make sure there's always uh some some not homework, but fun, fun activities for them to do afterwards. Um, so like for the Chris and Remus one, they had to make a little Chris and Remus out of recycled materials, like toilet paper rolls or, you mm-hmm. know, um, and using stuff like that. So it's been, it's been really cool a way that we've been able to engage with people still, mm-hmm. even though our doors are closed, we're not closed to education and getting out our message of conservation, which has been really great. That's awesome. Yeah, I started doing Facebook Lives too, and you'd be shocked how many people tune in and comment. Like it was like a tortoise, yeah. a tortoise eating grass, yeah. and I was like, oh my god. I mean, I I'm looking at it almost as a as a positive to create more content and to interact with people. People are stuck at home; they want to learn. Why not? Right? They want to interact. They they have to be on their on the inter- I mean, honestly, we're really lucky that this is happening in a time when we have social media and we have all these ways to connect with people because I don't know what I would be doing if I could not be connecting with people and FaceTiming with my family back home. Like this, this social quarantine is made a lot easier by the technology that we have today, which I'm very thankful for. 
Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, we're able to watch Netflix. I was thinking yeah. about that on my way home, thinking about that. Because it's like back in the day, I mean, you wouldn't. it would be hard to create content. Or like for me, for like TV stuff, it would just be limited to national TV, which is everything's been shut down. So I would be waiting. But with, with right. social media, we're able to get out and interact and yeah i don't i'm actually looking at this as a positive i know it is scary but i keep on telling people we're all going through it together and there will be a light at the end of the tunnel yeah that's 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 for sure that's the best way i think to look at it is that it is something that's affecting all of us you know it's it's something that we all have to pull together and we all have to um, pull our own weight in terms of you know self-quarantining social distancing making sure we're not going out except for essential functions because i think that once people understand that the more people that do that and stick to that, the quicker this is going to be over with, <laughs> you know? So if we're able to really stick to the guidelines that we're getting from, I mean, I know Ohio has been doing a really great job of kind of leading the forefront of this self quarantining, shutting down businesses, making sure people are staying put. Um, and I think a lot of States have caught on and are doing this, a similar thing. Um, which I, I hope will help us in the long run so we don't have to be through this for as long as they are predicting. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Now, are you I, – I apologize. I'm not I'm, – I'm in Idaho, so I'm not following the up-to-date Ohio information. We just got right, – right, right. uh, two oh, hours okay. ago, like a, we got a mandatory um, lockdown for like two – I think three weeks, actually. Uh, three weeks. Yeah. Um, is yeah, that, is we, that, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we got our mandatory lockdown a few days ago. So okay. I think we were just kind of like a little bit before the curve of everybody oh. when we were like shutting stuff down. So mm -hmm. now the only time you're allowed to leave um, is if you are an essential employee at your place of work. So um, the zoo actually sent out um, for all um, full time employees that need to report to work. They sent out official letter that we can show um, when we're traveling to show that we are going to work and there's a reason why we're on the road kind of thing. Um, you can still go to, you know, uh, get groceries, get prescriptions. Um, we are still allowed to go to um, open parks, which I was surprised about because I was worried oh. about what I was doing with my dog because he's going stir crazy. Um, but all the like, uh, you know, communal things in the parks are shut down, so, like the bathrooms and things like that. And you're still supposed to practice your social distance so I'm, I'm glad that we haven't shut that down yet um i wouldn't be surprised if that gets shut down too unfortunately um but we'll see so i'm i'm gonna take advantage of that tomorrow and hopefully take my dog out to a park before we're not allowed to do that anymore either <laughs> right okay yeah yeah can you be honest? Do you think the animals maybe kind of enjoy being a little more quiet at the zoo because <laughs> they don't have a <laughs> bunch of visitors or like? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Honestly, it's it's strange. Um, I think some of the animals might enjoy it um, in terms of, well, some of our ambassador animals because we're able to do things that we normally can't do in the zoo's open. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like, we've been able to take cheetahs on walks all over the zoo, and, um, you know, we've been able to get, like, you know, the Red River hog out. I know the some of the other interpretive departments have been, like, walking the flamingos and doing, you know, doing stuff that they don't normally get to do. Um, but honestly, for the most part, I, I, don't think, I don't think the animals are, you know, noticing as much. Maybe they notice a little. Some of them more than others. Yeah. I think Fiona notices. She <laughs> is, like, a ham for people and attention. <laughs> <laughs> that's why i think when, when i walked by with with francis the other day she was like what there's somebody here <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so can we talk Andy a little bit? I know the AZA, I, and I just briefly scanned this over cause there's like a million things going on, but the AZA was, yeah. um, they are trying to pass a bill. What, what is it to, to help AZA accredited zoos and aquariums? Yeah. So it's emergency relief funding, um, that's going through Congress. So they're okay. trying to, um, get this passed so that, uh, zoo it's for like zoos, aquariums, museums, um, the all these places where all of their revenue comes from, you know, getting people to come to their organizations. Um, and so we're trying to get this emergency funding so that we can continue to maintain a level that will allow our organizations to function. Right. So um, this bill would help a ton of zoos that are struggling right now um, if it gets passed. So I know there's a link. Um, AZA has a link to uh, you can go there. You can find the petition um, to have this emergency funding sent to zoos um i know we are desperately hoping for that here in cincinnati so i'm assuming all the other ACA facilities are really really hoping that's going to come through for them as well yeah and i i don't want to put you on the spot but you can is there an estimate you could give me because taking care of animals is not cheap feeding animals is not cheap no Mm -mm. yeah i mean i don't know how much it is for zoo-wide function but i know just for like a cheetah like to only feed a cheetah that's it just for its food it's like twenty thousand dollars a year oh so for like one for one cheetah and that's just food that's not any of the maintenance of their you know uh of their enclosures that's not the enrichment that's not the medical care that's not and that doesn't include salaries for you know zookeepers or anyone else it's literally just the food <laughs> it's like twenty thousand dollars oh. so i can't even imagine how much it costs to maintain the animal care, let alone the function of the entire zoo. A um, lot of money, a lot of money. I know we are um, stretched thin at the moment, and that's why we had to lay off all of our non-full-time employees because we, we just couldn't afford to keep them. What do you say to someone who is laid off right now? Or what if someone who's like getting ready to get out of school and it's like, I mean, what do you say to those to those young aspiring keepers or keepers who are laid off right now? Yeah, honestly, I, I can, I have, we had this amazing intern who she came all the way from Mexico for this internship to work with us. And she was going to, you know, get her start here and hopefully start working and volunteering and get eventually a zookeeping job here in the United States. And that all just went away in a minute. You know, she had to go back to Mexico and you know, it, it, it just, it kind of blows my mind how quickly, um, you know, these, it seemed like her dream was shattered. But, you know, I'll take her as an example. She was just very positive about it, very thankful for the experience that she got. She had only been our intern for about a month and a half. Um, and she left on a really positive note. Uh, she said she would love to come back uh, when we are hiring again. Uh, she thanked us for her time and said she's going to keep looking out um, to keep uh, looking for zookeeping jobs. And I think just staying positive is really really what you can do. I think she did a great job of just looking at the positive side of this and uh, knowing that, you know, we're going to need you guys when we get back on. We can't function like this forever, um, let alone once our zoo doors um, do open back up. These um, people that were laid off are essential to the function of the zoo. So, you know, we are going to need you guys back. Uh, so I would say just hang in there, uh, keep engaging with the zoo. Uh, you know, I think... Social media, once again, is a great way to engage with keepers. 
I know I've met a lot of amazing keepers through social media. Um, and, you know, reach out to each other, support each other, um, be there for each other. I think that's the best thing that we can do right now. Um, and just know that we will need you when we come open back up. <laughs> you said that great. And also that you're not alone. Everyone's going through this and we don't know what's going to yeah. happen. It's never happened before. We're all yeah. in the same boat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's not like, it's yeah, it's not just Cincinnati. It's, these are all, all zoos, all these facilities that are, are losing these people and we're going to need it back. So Hold, hold in there. <laughs> awesome. Andy, well, thank you so much for coming on the show to talk about this. Thank you for the updates. And uh, once again, and I can put this, the links in the show notes, but how can our listeners follow you on Instagram and also on, are you on Facebook? Yeah, um, I'm on Instagram um, at Andy, A-N-D-I-E underscore Panda. Um, I don't really use Facebook that often. Um, but <laughs> if you want to follow the Cincinnati Zoo um, on Facebook, Cincinnati Zoo and Botanical Garden, um, they also have at Cincinnati Zoo on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and that's the best way to stay up to date with what's happening with us. And like we were saying earlier, our PR team is amazing. And so Cincinnati Zoo is always putting out some really great quality content. And you can check out our Facebook lives at three o'clock every day, um, Eastern daylight time. And I know tomorrow we're having giraffes. I think we're going to be having Sir Francis Bacon, the Red River Hog on there soon as well. So um, there's a lot of great animals. And you can also like comment on the Facebook pages and on these things with what animals you want to see. So if you want to see, um, you know, me do one about our cheetah companion dogs, you know, just comment on there. Let the zoo know um, because they are trying to put out content that people want to see as well. So we're trying to really engage with you guys and um, see what you want to interact with and what you want to know about. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Animals to the Max podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with friends and family. Also, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. It really helps me out. As always, if you have any guest suggestions, if you want to email me personally, head on over to CorbinMaxi.com. And if you haven't already, check out our social channels. You can follow me at CorbinMaxi on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll talk to you next time.